0: Praise God. What a great privilege to be in the house of God and to feel the touch of God. For just a few moments, I will not keep you long, but there's just a portion of Scripture that has been eating, gnawing away at my heart and my mind. I want to share just a little bit of that with you. Luke chapter 1 a very very familiar passage. It's part of the Christmas story. And I always enjoy going back one more time and reading and rereading and rereading this account. It had not been for Him, none of us would be here today. We would still be bringing bullocks and lambs We'd still be bringing some kind of offering, bring it to a priest. We couldn't go in. We couldn't do what we've done earlier today and get into the Holy of Holies. We would have to let somebody else do that for us. But because he came, that partition was torn down. And now I don't have to have a priest go before me. I can go myself into the very presence of the throne of God. Amen. And it's all because he came. Amen. He wrapped himself in flesh. What a wonderful Christmas gift. The greatest gift. In Luke chapter 1, verse 26, it begins like this And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God unto the city of Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin espoused a to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came unto her and said, Hail, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying. She was not troubled at his presence, now, if it was me, I would have been troubled at His presence. But His presence did not trouble her. What troubled her was what He said. Blessed art thou among women. And the angel said unto her, Fear not, Mary, for thou hast found favor with God. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb, and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great. shall be called the Son of the Highest, and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David, and he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then Mary said unto the angel, How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? The angel answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee, and the power of the Highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which thou sh- shalt be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. And behold, thy cousin Elizabeth, she hath also conceived a son in her old age. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For with God nothing shall be impossible doesn't matter what life has called you up to this point. With God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, and be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste unto the city of Judah, and entered into the house of Zechariah, and saluted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spake out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to, or, and whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation sounded in mine ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. Everybody said, Amen. I don't even know what to call this, really. Perhaps it just comes in the form of a question. Can you stand to be blessed? Before you answer that question, you better listen very closely, because blessings often come disguised great conflict. Everybody said, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I know there's a book out. I've never read it to my knowledge. Can you stand to be blessed? But when I was reading this passage of Scripture and the Lord began to deal with me about this particular thought, I had to ask myself, can I stand to be blessed? Because in my mind, a blessing often is not what God had envisioned when He said He would bless me. Young woman who had been espoused to another man, I can only imagine the joy and the gladness that was in that home in preparation for a coming wedding. Every girl lived for that moment, and Mary was no different. She perhaps had dreams and aspirations, as it was the custom in that day, that there would be a great procession from the bridegroom's family, and they would come to her house. And they would knock on the door, and she would be invited to come out. And Joseph and Mary would go under a... Uh, like a gazebo area and the, and the priest would be there and the minister would be there to speak to them the vows of marriage and the families would rejoice and they would have a lot of eating and festivities. There was a great time of fellowship and then they would move on into their holy uh, rite of matrimony. I can only imagine what plans had already been made when the Lord chose to visit this woman and give her the news that you are highly favored. Favor often comes with conflict. It's hard to understand that God could be wanting to bless me and I be going through all the mess that I'm going through right now. But it's also very possible that you're right in the middle of God's will where you are. It's not going to look like what you and I think it often looks like. When we think of being blessed, we think of God paying our bills, uh, putting a little extra money in the cash register, making sure that all of the needs at home are taken care of. And, And in our mind, when we pray for God to bless us, we are praying for God to give us something that will make our life better or easier or make things more comfortable. And yet when God speaks of blessing, oftentimes it brings a burden. It brings a stigma. For now this highly favored woman who had never known a man was now going to be with child. How do you explain that kind of blessing? That's not a blessing in my family. That's a curse. And so it was for this young woman who had been highly favored of God that she was going to become conduit that God was going to work through. She was going to become a channel through which the blessings of God would flow to humanity. But it didn't look like what she thought it was going to look like. It didn't come out the way that she anticipated all coming out. That being a favored person does not mean that all of the calls are going to fall your way. Being a favored person, being a blessed person, a person that lives with the promise of God in their life oftentimes has to go through great conflict before they ever see that promise come to pass. I was reading just the, uh, the past week or so, the passage in Psalms 105, and it says this in verse 17, the Bible said, "...and he sent a man before them," speaking of Israel, "...even Joseph, who was sold for a servant," whose feet they hurt with fetters, he was laid in iron until the time that his word came. What word? The promise that he had been given by God as a young man. God gave him a promise. God gave him a dream and his sheaves were were full and other sheaves were bowing down. He saw... His brothers bowing down to him. And uh, he, he he held that promise of that one day he was going to be exalted and he was going to be put in a place. But everything that happened in Joseph's life seemed to contradict the promises that God had made him. Nothing about his life at that particular time looked anything like a favored or blessed person. He's in stocks. He's got a collar around his neck. That's what the Bible reference is here. He was nothing but a common prisoner. And yet he held in his soul and in his bosom the promise of God that can never fail and never come short. And so it was that until the day that he was called out until that very moment that he was brought out. The Bible said he was tried, but he was tried by the strangest of things. He was tried, read it in your Bible, by the Word of God. Now, I've been tried by a lot of things. I've been tried by things that I have weaknesses for. I've been tried by people. My patience has been tried by many issues in life. But when it becomes this Word that tries me, now that's a different story. That's hard to understand. It's hard to grasp that God's trying to bless me. And yet, if you look at my life right now, it speaks of anything but a blessing. I am highly favored, and yet I have to wear this stigma of being a mother out of wedlock. I've never known a man, but I'm going to carry a child. How am I going to live with that? How is our family going to deal with that? How are we going to get through the next few months explaining to everybody what's going on here? There's something about God's blessings that often do not and compute with our story. I have no doubt in my mind that Mary was a very spiritual person. I I don't think God would have called a carnal, worldly, ungodly woman to be the bearer of of Himself. I, I don't think God would have called a woman of the world to do that. I believe Mary was prayerful. I, I believe she was a consecrated young woman. I believe she was everything that the Scripture said of her. She was qualified to be what she had been called for. But her blessing looked like anything but a blessing. Some of us are crying this morning about things in our life that we don't understand and we don't like, and we're praying for God to relieve us of that burden when the reality is it is that burden that's going to bring the blessing of God into your life. It's carrying that burden through to its finish, not giving up or giving in or giving out or letting go before the time, but carrying that burden Carrying that struggle, going on in spite of everything, all that Joseph had to hold on to. All of the years that he was in bondage was the promise that God had given him. That's all that he had, and nothing about his circumstances encouraged him. Nothing about where he was said, "...you're on track, you're headed in the right direction." Most of us, if we would have looked at Joseph's life and we would have heard him say what he said in the beginning, we would have said, Son, you're headed anywhere but to the throne. And yet, in God's way of governing, in God's way of working, He brings blessings out of buffeting. He puts a thorn in our life, not to prick us and make us mean and mad, but to bring us to that place where we learn to completely depend upon Him, where we have no reliance upon ourself or our own ability or our own power, but we learn that the only way we're going to make it is by the grace of God. The only way I'm going to get through what I'm living in right now is the grace of God. And the blessings of God and the favor of God do not always look like They are blessings and favor. Many times the Bible seemed to contradict what it's saying to us. But there is no contradiction. It's all in our perception. And so the Word of God tried him. Not Potiphar's wife. That was just part of the whole program. But what really tried him was the Word of God. And I wondered, how did that Word try him? And I... I have to think that it tried him by seeing if he would hold on to that word until it was fulfilled. Because every adversity will do nothing more than try to pry that promise out of your hands. And say, it's not going to work. You're not going to get that. God's not going to answer that prayer. You prayed a long time about those kids and nothing's happened. As a matter of fact, look at where they are right now. Look at the direction they're headed right now. Tell me if that looks like they're coming God's way. And circumstances will try to put a wedge in your hand and pry that promise out. But the Word tries us seeing how long we're going to hold on. If when we got hold of that promise... We're going to hold on to it to the very end. Amen. And so the Word tried him. He looked at his circumstances. He looked at the prison. He, 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 he felt of the collar that was around his neck. That doesn't look like befitting a king or a prince. It doesn't look like someone who's about to be reigning on a throne and be over the leadership of a nation, and yet God was putting him where he needed to be so that he would be prepared for that moment when it came. The promise was given. Are you going to hold on to the promise? You can't let circumstances pry it out of your hands. You can't let the, the discouragements that come. I mean, how, how many times can you be let down in life? I mean... You, your brethren, your your own family betrays you and, and they sell you as a, as a slave and then you are elevated in Potiphar's house and then Potiphar's wife turns against you and now you're in prison and you're back where you started it seemed like and, and there in the prison you help others out but they can't help you out and the only thing you ask of anybody is just remember me when it's well with thee. Just remember me, when, you, when you're when you doing better, when you get out, don't forget where, where you heard that from. Don't forget who told you it was going to come to pass. And yet when they all got out, none of them remembered him. And so he's sitting alone in the cell. And I'm wondering if there wasn't a moment in his life when he felt that collar around his neck. And he, he felt those shackles around his hands and his ankles. And he looked at himself and he thought... <clears throat> Was I mistaken when God gave me that word? Was I was I just dreaming? Was I hallucinating? And in that moment of doubt, that wedge, that, that crowbar of doubt got into his trying to pull that promise. He said, no, 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 no. You know what? I, I, I've lived too long to not trust Him another step. Or I, I can trust Him another day. I've lived too long to give up on it now. Even if he doesn't answer, I'm still not going to let go of it. And there in the prison, he looked like he was headed anywhere but the throne. But God can turn things around in a moment's time. You can be wallowing in the prison one moment, and word be sent the very next to bring him out. And it was then that things changed. And so it is in life. There's a burden that comes with the blessing. It doesn't always look like it. Like we thought it was going to look. We we thought if God viewed us as highly favored then he was going to put us up somewhere and instead he pushes us down. And we fight God pushing us down. We fight God humbling us. We fight God making us get down on our knees before he puts us on our feet. And we wonder why we never find the fulfillment of promise. It's because we're not willing to go through the path that leads to that promise. The pathway that leads to promise is through what the, what you see in Mary. She said, I submit to that. I don't understand it. I can't comprehend it. I can't figure it out. But I submit if that's what you say I am then God, that's what I am. I'm favored. I'm blessed. I don't know how it's going to come about, and I don't know how you're going to bring good out of this, but you can do anything, because with God, nothing shall be impossible. Blessed among women. Favored. Highly favored. She would live with a stigma on her life, and yet she was blessed. She would live with a shadow over her life, but she was blessed. Some of us are crying right now because we're having to carry some unwanted burden. And we don't realize that part of that unwanted burden is God's blessing to our life. Amen. Amen. That unwanted burden is going to be what brings about God's greatest blessing upon you. So quit crying about your burden. Quit trying to get out from under it just say god give me the strength to bear it with dignity give me the strength to live with this with a smile on my face and with a shout in my voice and with worship on my lips let me go through life as mary she began to sing one of the most beautiful songs that is recorded in scripture my soul doth magnify the lord my soul my, my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. all because God had put in her a promise. It didn't look like it was a promise. It didn't look like anything that anybody would want brought on their life, and yet she was willing to submit to it. If this is the way you want to work it out, God, I'm not going to fight you in the way you work out your will in my life. If this burden is going to lead to blessing, then let me learn how to carry my burden with a spirit of praise on my lips. Amen. The only way some of us are ever going to get to the throne is through the prison. Amen. You're going to have to go through some places that you never dreamed of. You're going to have to live with some things that you never thought you'd have to live with. You say, Well, I'm not going to have to. I, a blessed person shouldn't have to live with that. A blessed person shouldn't have to put up with that. And the truth is, a blessed person lives a life of contradiction because oftentimes what you see on the outside doesn't give any visible evidence of what their testimony is. But I'm blessed. I said, I'm blessed. And you're blessed. You say, No, Brother Hughes, I'm not blessed. I've carried, I've got too many problems in my life. Do you understand me this morning when I tell you that your problems are a pathway to God's promise? That your problems could be the very thing that's going to bring you to that place where God can birth in you that great thing that He has promised. Let's stand together. God, every promise in your book is mine. Every word, every letter, every chapter, every every syllable is mine. I, I thought about that early this morning. Every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. Now you think about that. Every chapter, every verse, every line. That means there's going to be some tears mixed in among life. There's going to be some burdens that you're going to have to bear that you don't understand. Why don't you learn how to break forth in song like Mary and sing, I, My, my soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. I choose to be a worshiper, not a whiner. I choose to be a worshiper not a worrier I choose to praise Him rather than panic not knowing how it's going to work out just hang on to your promise how many of you this morning has God given a promise about something that has not come to pass yet how many of you have felt like something's been trying to pry that promise out of your hand lately? And sometimes life itself does that to us. It makes us want to give up. It makes us want to let you. the discouragement, the burdens. Man, I didn't know being favored was going was gonna to bring me here. I, I didn't know being blessed was going to have this kind of weight and burden to it. I thought if I was blessed, I'd be the one that shouted down the middle aisle every service and never never cried a tear, never worried a moment. No, there's some things about God that I still don't understand, but I've learned to trust Him. I've learned to trust Him. I've learned that you can depend on every word. And so I just want to hold on to my promise. And when I look at my life and I'm thinking, man, you're anything but blessed, the truth is I'm closer to the fulfillment of my promise than I was when I started. God, if this is the way you want to work it out in my life, then you just go work it out. If this is going to bring you glory, then I submit to it. That's what Mary said. I I submit whatever you say, I accept it. If this is going to be the pathway where my life will be the most useful to you, then so be it. If there's a stigma, if there's a burden, if there's a pain, if I've got to suffer, Paul I know that you want that thing removed, but you're a much better man with it left where it is. Amen. I wonder how many prayers that Paul prayed that moved his world because there was a thorn in his flesh that kept gouging him, reminding him he was weak and he needed God. It's a great place to get where you can rely on the grace of God to be sufficient for everything, and you you don't have to explain yourself. You don't have to, you know what? It, that's what really bothers me about the world we live in. Everybody's got to explain themselves. When when you well you know I I'm, I'm not always going to look like this. I I'm really doing I'm, I'm really I'm better than I I look. You know what? I'm sick of that. I don't. Sometimes <laughs> the look of blessing is anything like what I thought it was going to be. It's prison garb. It's a, it's a burden around your neck or on your back. It's a pain that you have to live with. It's a problem that you can't get away from. Am I talking to anybody here this morning? You know what? Quit being so overwhelmed by your problems and learn how to rejoice in God your Maker. God, if this is what it looks like to be free or blessed or favored, then I want to worship you and I'm going to praise you. In whatever condition or whatever state I'm in, I'm going to learn how to lift you up. Reach over and take somebody by the hand one more time. In the name of Jesus.